Uncomfy the podcast is recorded on Yagara country. We honor and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. We extend this acknowledgement and respect to all First Nations peoples as the original custodians of the land upon which we live. Let's get uncomfy. How are you, doll? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forgetting we're doing a pod. Yeah. How are you going today? I'm a little tired. Are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've done a full day's work. Yeah, that's okay. Working hard. Working not too fast. Working eight to five thirty. Yeah, that's a long day. <sighs> anyway. Oh, anyway. Um, Lee, we've got stuff to talk about today. Yeah, let's we jump have to right just, in. Yeah, we have to jump Get right into in it today. Real quick, where's your outfit yeah. from? Always got into the outfit chair. Into it. Um, I've got Lullaby Club pants on because we are shooting at nighttime tonight. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. nighttime tonight. Oh, can you tell it's nearly it's bedtime? Chicken tonight. <laughs> it's chicken. God, we are getting sidetracked. Yeah. They're very comfy, cozy, giving me all of the slumber party vibes. Mm-hmm. Lilac in colour, a nice little um, lettuce, oh, what is it called? The lettuce. lettuce trim down yeah. the bottom. And then on the top, I've got a new brand called Zasha Boutique, and it is the sister company to Empress Athleticus. Oh. Yeah. So they do a bit of like casual wear, loungy wear. Very cute. Yeah. Nice oversized I like the stuff. little tag on the sleeve. Yeah. It's it actually gives a really it a little... nice quality. Like, feel it. It's stretchy. That's quite nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm. Just a plain black with a logo but it's a crop and it's it's actually really hard to find a nice crop yeah that is I'll like to this. check them out mm. Mm. you always say that and you never do i never do <laughs> same with tv shows movies i'll add it to my list i don't actually have one yeah i should add that I'd... to our uncomfy notion page yeah ali check these out <laughs> <laughs> and what are you wearing today darling i am wearing fade the label head to toe actually oh slay got how my, are the I jeans think, they're good i think they've got like a couple percent spandex because they're a little stretchy so they're actually sittable yeah um i love a sittable jean i think they're the billy jeans mm-hmm. i could be very wrong on that and also like a long sleeve black crop yeah it's kind of like got a tie with like a little tie in the middle milkmaid-ish but not kind of mm. but also like we didn't actually plan on matching <laughs> would you believe <laughs> And then we've gone for brand colours and... Yeah, that's weird. Well, I guess mine's not really brand colour. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is. It's in the family. You know. All right. Well, it's time to get into the juicy, juicy stuff. We have Mm -hmm. a big topic that I found on socials today that I just need to get into. I'm sorry. I know that a lot of creators are probably diving right into this right now. It's something that if you see as someone with a platform, you can't not talk about it you have to there's a lady i wouldn't even call her a lady i'd say a girl oh sorry about that sorry <laughs> she's about <that>. pulling <laughs> we're gonna play you the audio in just a moment and i'm sure most of you sorry about that again fucking hell can you hold so off sorry. that sounded really savage from me sorry <laughs> um but you yeah, know there's this girl on tiktok that's come out quite controversially I would say relentlessly not even thinking twice about what she has to say or her opinion of fat people. Um, More specifically, I think she was talking about dad bods at the very start and it got cut off. So you can't quite hear her say that. Not sure. I think I actually haven't watched the whole thing, which we're going to do right now. But um, from what I took, from what I saw, it was talking about fat people that aren't trying to 
in quotes, better themselves by mm. going to the gym. That's who she has a problem with. Uh, yeah, she has a problem with them. So, <laughs> my God. Anyway. Like, we all care. But, you know, it is really, really important to speak on this. And I'm just honestly so fired up about the topic. And it's just made me put all plans for this episode is on pause on till pause the second for one half. Sec. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, we just hit 2001 followers <gasps> on TikTok. Well, yeah, we have a semi-viral video right now, so, you know, slay us. Check it out. Anyway, um, let's see, let's see. <clears throat> okay, let's pull the video up and we will react because, like I said, we haven't watched the whole thing. We just saw a bit of it and we were like, oh. Do I say who it's from? This is for the pod. I mean, she put it out there, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so it's from Judy Kasab. I think that's how you would say her name. Mm. And let's just let's get right in. I was asked what I think about that. I said, you'll know they're fat. It led to a whole discussion and it was me saying that if you're fat and you can do something about it, but you choose not to, you choose not to go for a walk, you choose not to go to the okay, gym, you choose it. not to eat. I have to talk. You choose to- First of all, the, the speed at which she's speaking, I mean, it says that she's uncomfortable. <laughs> she's not comfortable She's very about this. fired up and I feel like she's very passionate about this mm. and... I'm not sure why. Maybe we can figure it out when we keep watching. But I feel like this is obviously coming from a place of like massive insecurity. Oh, absolutely. Massive. Like she's projecting big time. Massive projections, massive uncomfortability with her own body. Already just like, wow, full on hate. Who hurt <laughs> you? On Who hate. Hurt exactly. Her? Like, Who, Who hurt, hurt you? Her? Okay, next. Spend your time on TikTok and Netflix and you, you're fat and I'm glad that you got offended. And you're probably wondering, why do I care? The fact is, I don't care. But if you're someone who wants to associate with me, I will not associate with you if you're fat. That's when it matters because who you hang around with. Wow. You will not, I will, oh my gosh. Trust us, girl. We don't want to associate with you either. But imagine having that kind of like mindset of like, I am so much better than you that you're not going to associate with me if you're fat. Honestly, though, I would rather people stay in their own lane. You know what I mean? Like if if she's going to have those thoughts, at least she's saying them so we can be like, right, we're not going to associate with you. I know. But Could also you imagine like, following someone like that and not ego, knowing? The ego. The yeah. ego to, to have the thought that we would want to in the first place because right. she obviously, well, in my opinion, has this thought process of like, this is how it is. I know that everybody wants to be like me, which is skinny and pretty and this and that. Mm-hmm. So if you're not that, then you don't get to associate with me. And you're going to be sad about that because everyone wants this. Everyone <laughs> wants this. <laughs> I just think it reminds me so much of toxic men. Like you often see on TikTok and places men coming out being like, I will never associate myself with dating a fat woman, like blah, blah, blah. It's very rare that you actually see a woman hating on other fat women. And I think that's why this has sparked controversy Mm -hmm. because why would it matter to her if she has a friend that is fat? I mean, it matters a lot now that we know the context. I wouldn't want anyone knowing her that's fat. But at the same time, on the flip side, why does it affect her so much? Yeah, I want to know like the deep-rooted fat phobia. Like why? Like what has happened in her life? To make her hate fat people so much. And like what has happened to make her believe that we can't do things? I don't know. And like why does our body shape or our size impact her in the public eye? Like why, why is it that she can't hang out with fat people and then that affects her image? It goes to show that like 
the just the analytics from what we can see on this video 5000 likes 16.3 thousand comments wow which is it's normally 90% of the time the opposite yes normally you get more likes less comments mm. so the fact that she's got more than double more than triple the comments she's obviously landed on the right side of tiktok for or, us well yeah <laughs> not for her I, yeah no um okay truly does impact your life. I will not associate with anybody who is unhealthy and fat and choose to do nothing about it in real life or even on live TikTok battles. Someone with the news... <laughs> not even on a live TikTok is battle? Is thing like, coming from something to do with the TikTok battle? Surely this is sadistic. <gasps> sadistic? What do I mean? Satire. Like, surely oh. this isn't real. Like, is she actually talking about it's showing up? <laughs> Like, I will literally block you if you come up on my phone If page. you think that I'm going to associate with you on my TikTok battle, you've got another thing coming, you fat bitch. Oh my <laughs> God. This chick's crazy. <laughs> One of my videos and she put a video of her face and then she turned the camera to show her phone and she's requesting to go battle live with me. What she also did is she showed me her environment, which looked very similar to how one of my environments used to look when I didn't care about myself. Oh, here we go. There it is. There it is. What my used to look like when I didn't care about myself. Honey, everyone's journey is different. So she is. (laughs) Oh, there it is. She's She's just told on herself. Yeah. Because when her environment looked like that, she felt a certain way about herself. So she now assumes that everybody feels the exact same way that she felt. Yeah. Where's my psychology degree? Sorry. Projecting her insecurities. (sighs) It's honestly so obvious. The moment, I mean, we knew that before she even said it, but the moment she said it, it was just like, there it is. There you go. You do one thing is how you do everything. How you treat yourself is how you treat others. It's so ironic. Can we pause there? How we treat ourselves is how we treat others. Do, Do I judge you? Of course not. Do I offer any advice on what you eat or who you are as a person? We wouldn't be friends if you did. Exactly. (laughs) But that's exactly what she's saying. She's saying that as a friend, I'm projecting that I'm, these are all my rules essentially that you have to be to be my friend. The whole message here that she's trying to come across is like, treat other people the way you want to be treated. What is she doing? Exactly. What is she doing right now? Exactly. But maybe, maybe... This is just a very far left sort of point here, just to be the, what's the word? Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, thank you, words. Uh, Is that maybe she has particular friends who would have the same alignment of Of like thoughts and views. Of course she does, you attract the same people. Right. You attract the same people that you are. So by putting this out into the universe, she's essentially attracting people who are very picky with her. But I bet you a hundred million times that she bitches about all of her friends to all of her friends. Oh, of course. So then, of course, they're all going to be doing that and then she'll complain that they're bitching about her. It's a vicious cycle. When you have self-love, you project self-love. And she's absolutely right on that. You do project what you are. And I think that I've done a fucking shit ton of inside work. Oh, hell yeah. You don't need to explain work. yourself. Like, we don't oh, need no, to... Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it aligns with my values to what she's saying. She's absolutely right. Well, that's right. right. But she's, she's assuming, more, yeah. Yeah, she's more talking about, like, food projections. But, like, as if, like, we don't have control, we're going to project that to other people. No fucking honey, it's called healing. <laughs> yeah. It's called healing and accepting 
And if that's what my friends don't want, then but how they're not exhaust- my friends. Like, how exhausting must it be mm. to have, like, such hateful thoughts and to, like, talk about them? And if she's putting this online, what does she say in the privacy of her own home? What thoughts does she really have in her own head? Like, how exhausted must she be? She must be fucking exhausted for living up to the standards that she's set. Like, to not ever have a, an untidy house... Like a background? Like, what does she say to herself on days where she doesn't feel like tidying up? I mean, God, just there's so many layers to this. Oh, my God. We're not even halfway through her video either. People who choose to do nothing about their weight, they're the ones who are trying to insult me, insult my notes. They're the ones who are being so negative and trying to spread so much hate. On the other hand, people who actually go to the gym, people who actually work on themselves, people who actually try to better themselves, who are beautiful inside and out, they're the ones who are messaging me, supporting me. Okay, I have something to say. Apparently, the people, every single person who's fat and not working on themselves to be skinny are messaging her about her nose. Yeah. Sorry, Uh, couldn't uh, give a fuck about your nose. Massive stereotype. Massive, like, generalisation. Yeah. And... She's associated with all fat people as bullies. Exactly. And the ones who are going to the gym who are beautiful inside and out, they're so kind, they're this, they're that. Is she not one of the people that goes to one of those gyms? Yeah. Is she a, mm-hmm. like, she's a horrible person, yet she <laughs> yeah. thinks that everyone that goes to the gym is a kind, beautiful person? There's but, shitty people in gyms, and you're one of them. Yeah, but Judy. also she wouldn't have met every single person at a gym. So, like, that's a massive she's assumption. So, she's so insecure. <laughs> she's probably had a couple hate comments from fat oh. people about her nose. And now she's just, like, generalizing everybody. But also, like, I just feel like, of course, there's going to be people that are hateful. They're going to be a spectrum of body shapes. There's people who are very insecure about their bodies and do project their hate onto other people who are skinny or, uh, what would you say, like a standard stereotypical, like, pretty to society. Mm -hmm. But to stereotype that that is just, or generalize that that's every single fat person is a bully and, like, in her comments and an unkind person is the massive, like, the biggest overstatement of the year like I literally can't handle it it is way too much some of the comments have me absolutely rolling yeah oh the the Xanthia yeah Xanthia said honestly choosing to be fat now purely so I'll never have to associate with you (laughs) xo (laughs) Adriana Tate Adriana Tate yeah what like Andrew Tate that did oh not click. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to keep going? Or is yeah, that... okay. I think so. Thinking me. Even people who used to be fat are messaging me and supporting with what my truth is. Ugh. I am not shaming anybody. I am promoting a healthy life. I am promoting becoming the best version of yourself. And the reason why it's so important is because when you don't work on yourself being the best version of yourself, physically, mentally, financially, you turn to be one of these people spreading hate under someone's TikTok Oh my God, pause. She is the biggest hypocrite I've ever heard in my entire life. But like, she's taking every category of life and associating fat people to it. But like, if you don't work on your mental, physical and financial health, you're going to be one of these people spreading hate online. Literally. What is she doing? (laughs) You need to work on your health, my love. Yeah, health goes so far beyond the physical. It's... It's mental. It is the whole encompassing lifestyle that you lead. And the way that you're projecting yourself and your character is the most unhealthy version that someone could ever be. She's really telling on herself. Like, 
That's exactly what she's doing. Yeah. If you don't work on these things, you're going to be a hateful person spreading hate online. Mm-hmm. Which it's she's just spent three ironic. minutes doing. <laughs> Is she all right? I don't think so. No. Anyway. <laughs> like, seriously, how embarrassing spreading hate under someone's comment. Like, just imagine your family's in that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have no words. spreading hate, they will bag my life. Like, oh, that's sad. I am so grateful that I'm promoting this message because what it has allowed me to do is sift through people. I am attracting beautiful inside and out people who are hardworking, who are successful, who are healthy, who actually support me. And on the other hand, people who I do not agree with their morals and values, they're taking themselves out. I love when the trash takes itself out. If you're someone who is trying to spread hate Same under my sis. comments, then I highly recommend you to watch my new YouTube video on how oh, to... Oh, little bit of shame oh. at the end. Let's check out the YouTube channel. Let's oh have a look. Oh my God. Just the... I love when the trash takes itself out. Same, sis. Watch Same. my YouTube channel. Watch my YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's not shit on her too much. Her two video titles are How to Actually Change Your Life and How to Be Confident. Oh, And little miss Judy Kassab with her 69 subscribers can kindly fuck off. The, the irony for me is that she's got a video about confidence. And 22 yet, minutes long. And yet she's literally belittling a fuck ton of people. Oh, she'll learn one day. No, but I know, but like it's ironic that mm. she's going on a platform basically tearing a community of people down, tearing their confidence, and yet on her other platform she's got this contradictory video about confidence and building it up. Let me tear you down on this platform but send you to another one to heal you. Subscribe to my YouTube where and I fix your problem. <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, nah, my thanks. gosh. Oh. That was... There are no words. Oh. I know that I'm going to have a million more words. I need words. a little sippy sip. Like, that was a lot for me. <laughs> I'm going to have a million more words after the fact. Oh, it's yeah, we're going to be like, way. why didn't we say this? Mm. Mm. It's one of those topics that until I've had time to really process it and think about the things after the hate, like, because my body right now is fueled with yeah. hate. But honestly, speaking from a logical perspective... And like not an emotional mindset, <laughs> as my psychologist would say, get into wise mind. Oh. But in wise mind, she has so much healing to do. Oh, So yeah. much self-growth. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of, what's the word, red flags coming up in her content is just Oh, sad. she's already like told on herself so much. Yeah. And she's got... I feel sad for her. It seems like there's so many insecurities and stuff. And I feel sad for her too. But I also like, I don't want to say that because like she doesn't deserve our like kindness to feel sad for her yeah you know what I mean I think I'm someone who just likes to I don't know like it's really hard to to word this until I know that someone's like a pathological what's the word like really really bad person mm-hmm. there's always a reason behind people and I think there's room to grow and learn so for me while I'm really really hateful about and like feeling fury in my body about this I can separate that from her as a person I think she's just had a lot of really really maybe traumatic self-deprecating like internal voice for so many years that Mm. she can't see past that so she's projecting it onto our community oh 100 percent. yeah yeah she's obviously very insecure and she's probably got she's obviously got like a lot of learning to do Mm. I think that's where your kind water sign (laughs) are you water sign oh yeah kind water sign comes in and that's where my fire sign comes in because I'm absolutely like you're like she's dead to me (laughs) your actions have consequences and this is what they are 
fuck off. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I totally agree she needs to be called out for what she's mm-hmm. doing and she needs to learn. But I, I don't know. Maybe I've just been in too much therapy. But but my brain is just like, logically, more. there's a reason she's doing that. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to extend the compassion. Well, I'm glad you have enough compassion for the both of us because I definitely don't. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll extend it for both. Thank you. <laughs> well, I can see, like, you're just like, I'm just like, you're no. fired up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, take the empathy away. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, all right. Well, let's get on to what we actually wanted to talk about in today's episode, which mm. is very body positive. Bit juicy. Bit juicy. Don't know in how. More ways than one. Yeah, <laughs> bit more ways than one. Don't know how TMI this will get. So this is a, your fair warning ahead of time in case there is visual and graphic details discussed from this point forward if there is anybody from my family (laughs) watching or listening to this i swear to fucking god i will kill you if you listen past this point i am not joking well you know they're all going to no well i okay if they do i don't want to hear it (laughs) i don't want you to say you listen to it i don't want to know okay at all same except for my sister i don't care my sister but you have a sister why do i don't know this well i have you? nephews how do i have how do i if i didn't I have... know you had nephews <laughs> this is terrible well this i is promise they love when... you she loves you well, this is what happens when you only meet a few months ago and then start a podcast. well exactly but but anyway i don't yeah. care about if my sister was i don't care but everyone else <laughs> and my cousin but anyone else <laughs> Get away. Like, I'm not okay. kidding. All right. I will be very angry. They've got the message. Like, we can, think we can okay. move on. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about plus size dating and sex and being a fat slay ass woman. Mm-mm-mm. Look, we got some jiggle jiggle <laughs> and we like to do a wiggle wiggle dance, but <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That wasn't relevant. Okay. I'm tired and I'm off my meds. Not because I didn't take them today. I actually really did take mm. them today, but you know, they wear off. They pitter off. This is why we don't record at night time because <laughs> our meds are worn off. Yeah. Worn and off. Yeah. We're tired. Yeah. But the point of the story. Okay. We're going to be talking about sex today. And the reason we're doing that is for two reasons. First, it's juicy. <laughs> Secondly, it has been requested quite significantly in the DMs, um, or at least it has to me. I can't speak on behalf of you. And to be honest... It's a topic that I don't think gets a lot of coverage. Neither. No. I mm-hmm. haven't heard many people talk about it. There's a lot of TMI things that goes into sex Absolutely. when you're plus size. Absolutely. And I had mm, a lot of limiting beliefs growing up about it, and I think we should dive in. All right. Dive in deep today. Okay. I want to take it right back okay. to when you, because you said that you were plus size in your teens, right? Mm-hmm. So I assume you were sexually active from your teens? Maybe not. Oh my god, when did you lose your virginity? Um, I was a couple weeks after I just turned 20. Okay. Yeah. Slay. Look, keep your virginity as long as you want. There is oh, no pressure. I don't actually regret the mm. way I lost mine at all. And mm-hmm. I think that played a massive part in like waiting, not intentionally, but like just because that's the way it happened. And I actually think this is like more of a feminist chat than a, than a fat phobia chat. But I think the whole concept of virginity is fucked. Oh, it's stupid, stupid anyway. So it's just a word that I'm using very flippantly. It's actually yeah. not factual. <laughs> but okay, well, I mean, it kind of is, but yeah. you know. Anyway, Whatever. moving on. We know what we're saying. <laughs> when I lost my virginity, I wasn't plus size. So mm. I had a lot of, I guess, 
limiting beliefs. I grew up in a household with a mum that was, I guess what you'd call technically plus size and a dad who was what you would say stereotypically was straight size skinny. And so that contrast of seeing them as different sizes, obviously as a child growing up, you think, oh, they kiss and oh, they have sex. You know, like thinking about that alongside what used to be fat phobic thoughts and narratives from again like you know a multitude of different things growing up I then had said in my mind I don't want that for my life like I don't want a skinny husband and to be fat you know not that I was fat when those like original thoughts came through by the way I realize how fucked this is and Mm -hmm. like how fucked this topic is to say and like even speaking this out loud is horrific and I wish that I didn't have those thoughts and I don't now can I just say but back then thinking back on my life when I became plus size and all the things and you go through these I'm sure you're the same but when you go through this like journey of progression with your body and your mind you think upon all those times and you reflect on the times that those weren't the thoughts that you had um or sorry they were and now they're not so anyway taking it back I just had to put that disclaimer out there so I don't sound like an absolute c-u-n-t <laughs> anyway it's basically that's where the fat phobia started when it came to relationships and sex for me like I said I wasn't fat when I was first losing my virginity and had my first relationship and then in that first relationship it would have been like two years in I gained a lot of weight, had a lot of like hormonal things and all the things. Um, still to this day, don't really know. I think it was just that I ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> my parents yeah. my parents owned an ice cream shop back then. So I used to have free ice cream whenever I wanted oh, it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think that as that time went on, I obviously had a comfortable partner. Like I had a partner that was like sexual with me regardless of my body size and all the things. But it completely shifted my sexuality and my sensuality and my desire for sex how I viewed myself and the concepts of like different positions and all of these like thoughts and then I was literally turning into what I told myself I didn't want my whole life you know so it was just this really weird hateful stage of my life and I'm so interested to hear from your perspective the flip side of that being plus size entering sexuality. Like, how did you feel about it all? Oh my God, your face. I know. Oh, I know. Okay. For anyone um, listening, she's pulling this like cheesy grin. <laughs> I was like very similar in the way that I was like super, looking back now, like super fat phobic about it because I would literally disclose to like men beforehand oh, to be like yeah. just so you know like I'm plus size I'm a bit bigger you know da, da, da. like if that's an issue for you like I totally understand and like it makes me sick thinking that I did that really yeah because See, it's like yeah I was protecting myself because I didn't want like them to be under the impression that I was a certain size when I wasn't and then have a horrible experience mm-hmm. but I think there's a grey line with it. Just like we've yeah. talked about in the past mm. with – what was the topic that we were talking about, grey lines? Mm. Oh, like working out. Oh, no, no, like figuring out um, what like fitness, what's stuff. fat phobic yeah, and what's yeah. not. Yeah. So it's the same with like 
I feel like in the dating life of transparency, like when you're online dating, I know that a lot of women that I've seen posting online about dating online, they make sure that they do place some kind of bikini photo or some kind of like shot where they are full bodied. Yeah. And if I was to be single now, I would do the same. I would do the same thing. Mm. I don't think I actually did. I don't think I had any photos of myself full body back then when I was like on dating apps and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can't actually remember if I had any like full body pictures. So maybe that came into the reason why I like disclosed it to anyone that I like spoke to or saw myself like meeting up with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a bit of a gray line where it's like, am I doing this because like I'm ashamed or am I doing this because I want to like protect myself? I don't know. I think there's a balance in that. I don't think it needs to be black or white. I think do what you feel comfortable with. Mm. I think to some degree you do have to have your backup. You don't know what awful people, I mean, look at the first beginning of this episode, what kind of people are out there. Imagine going in vulnerable to this date, potential sexual experience together and they're expecting a completely different body shape or they just – one of the things that comes to mind is I didn't think you looked as big, you know. Like mm-hmm. that's one of my worst fears when I was dating because I broke up with my ex after, you know, becoming plus size and then I was in the dating market. Dating market? <laughs> fucking hell, what am I? Fucking chopped in liver. stock market. <laughs> Oh, worth a grand. <laughs> grand bill. Jeez. <laughs> Cut myself off here. Wow. Um, no, but you know, on the dating scene and I put myself out there. I don't remember as well like you what my photos were. I think to be honest, back then I would have hid a lot of myself or it was back in the days, because like I mean I've been with Elliot for ten years. So it was back in the days where like the high selfie was the real mm-hmm. like the real angle to get. <laughs> and so I think back to it and I'm like, yeah, probably wasn't the best angle in terms of being transparent. I just have I mean I've got an awful dating story to to divulge. I'll get into it. <laughs> If you want me to if get you into tell, now. If you tell one, I'll tell one. Okay, mine's not so much like yours. Mine's more of like... How do you know what mine is, Katie? Well, I mean, we've talked about <laughs> it before. But no, okay. So my story that I want to get into, and I think a lot of women might relate. I, again, this is 10 years old. So how relevant this is going to be to today's dating story I don't really know but I would love any submissions that you have if you are please. a single plus oh, size please. babe please then send us in your gripes send us in any stories any yeah. funny stories anything like that um even any success stories like what you did to successfully manifest a healthy and supportive relationship because that's what I have currently I've got a man that is like froths over my body, like literally loves it and not in a fetishy way, but in a just genuinely don't care what size you are way, you know? And let me tell you that hasn't always been the case. And I honestly believe, and this is going to sound woo woo. <laughs> I really, I hate getting woo woo, but I also believe in it. Go so I'm going to go there. I don't know who or how this happened to me because the amount of trauma and like I said like fat phobic narratives that I had about myself and other people back in the day when I met Elliot I don't know how the universe handed him on this silver platter to me and I'll have I ever told you the story about how like I felt this zap when we first Mm -hmm. touched hands and it wasn't like an electrical zap Mm -hmm. it was just this like overwhelming body feeling it was Mm. just like I can't explain it 
And from that moment, I knew that we were to be together. But if that hadn't have happened, he was in the friend zone. I I actually, it took us three dates for that moment to happen. And I was telling my friend, I don't think this is going to move forward. Wow. Because he wasn't the typical, what I was, what was typical for me back then, which was really horrible to me. You know, like really uh, dismissive, Mm -hmm. not supportive. Right. Did care what my body looked like. Extremely like fat phobic now that I think about it. But the, the guys that I would go for were like the toxic toxic masculinity you know so now I'm so grateful that I have the person that I have but back then I'm just surprised that I got it (laughs) to be honest (laughs) taking it back to prior to meeting Elliot okay I sorry I've just kind of like taken over this episode and I'm just gonna run with it go for it (laughs) I was in the dating scene like I said newly plus size still coming to this whole concept of being plus size and dating and I met this guy at the time was a sport professional is all I'm going to say. Not the typical sport that you have to be like athletic. I'm just going to say that. And (laughs) he was really into me, right? Really into me. We met up. We got along great. Started to produce feelings, really liked him. Why are you giving me that face? Because all I think about is ping pong. I just... (laughs) When you said sport, I'm just like, it's ping pong. Nah, not not ping pong. (laughs) Um, But basically, we hung out a few times, became friends with benefits. You know the deal. I mean, I was only like 18 or 19 at the time. So it wasn't like lockdown and, you know, settle down. But it was like I had feelings and I was trying to get it to a place of a relationship. Mm -hmm. He, in a roundabout way, would always like, knock it off as like no I'm just not interested like interested in a relationship all the red flags that I know now is red flags back then I was just like oh and he's got a busy schedule he's literally on the road for work um it was always me driving to him for the benefits Mm -hmm. there was a time I had a very saucy interaction on a field of his sport (laughs) Okay, so it has a field, everybody. It has a field. (laughs) And yeah, it was quite telling from that moment on was that I wasn't interested in more. He didn't last very long. Oh, was that the first time you'd had sex with him? Um, I don't know, actually. I think it might have been the third. But the first and the second, you always kind of disregard. Because you're like, well, they might not have had sex for a while. You I think know? I remember. I think yeah, I, you remember the story. I think I remember it now. So you always disregard when they have a little quick go. Because you're like, oh, it's all right. I know I'm just that hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'll forgive Poor you. Poor darling. And so by the third time, I was like, oh, no, this is a you problem. You know, like, it's not just that I'm that hot or that I'm that tight. Because I used to think and believe in that shit. So, <sighs> you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't had sex for a while. <gasps> I'm just so tired. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say something? No. Feel free to cut yes, this if you don't like course. it. But I remember this now and I'm not going to say anything, but I remember this now and it turns out. No. You know them? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, no. So I remember actually like vaguely Katie telling me this story <laughs> and it turns out that Katie and I have had sex meters apart no not like not like meters at the same time 
Well, obviously but not. Like, I would have probably, seen you. I was the only one on the fucking field with them. Probably within like 50 metres of each other. No. At different times in our lives. Doing intercourse. Yeah. <gasps> Shut up. I was at a different location that was near the field that you were talking about. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it might have been the same year because we talked about this before and we were like, oh my God, same year. Mm-hmm. The point of the story is not to tell you how terrible this sex was, but to tell you that you deserve more. I literally contemplated for the longest time that this was what my sex life would be forever. Like I knew he didn't desire me in a romantic way, but I was convinced that I could convince him mm. that I was worth dating he was sharing a room at the time with – it was in a hotel where we had this intercourse at. And he allowed me to – he allowed me – I put that in quotation marks because I remember him being like, oh, yeah, I guess you can stay. You know, like I'd just driven Dick. an hour and a half from Brisbane to this place. And then he has the nerve to be like, yeah, I guess you can stay. Then he's got a room shared with someone else. Like we're obviously not going to have intercourse in this room with this other dude in there. But he literally had to hide me to get me in there. Like, I shit you not. And he even told me, like, he pre-warned me before going in to stay the night. You have to be gone by this time in the morning because everyone will be up and like, blah, 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 blah. And I just sort of thought that he meant like it's bad for his career. And I can't remember exactly if he did tell me that as a, as a, like a fake news story. Um, but I now know that he was just embarrassed to be seen with a fat person, especially in the sports you know, field that he was in, I'm sure that it just drove home that narrative to him that he had to have someone skinny on his hip, especially because they go to a lot of events, like they go to all those things. And to him, he's going to, what he perceives to be backlash from people to date a fat woman. And I shit, you know, it took me two months of shit sex contemplating that that was all I was ever going to get. Because like the amount of dates I tried to go on with guys there was a few stories of some interesting ones where I had, let's just say, not so pleasant experiences with men. But this was the one that went on the longest and it had the most impact, I think, mentally because I knew he had feelings for me. I could tell there was feelings there, but he was conflicted with this societal perception of being with a fat woman and the perception of what that would look like on him and his career and just not you know, wanting to see me, be seen with me publicly. Like that was just like gut-wrenching. And to know that he, I felt the feelings there and I had the feelings there, but it was just like, how can you have feelings for someone who is literally treating you like trash? And I had to really, 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 really dig deep to be like, no, I'm not going to go on a date with this guy anymore. I really had to set a firm boundary. I was like, if you're not going to date me, because I kept being like, I kept putting it out there like, you're gonna date me like what's where it was this going oh we're just good we're just like this I like what we've got going on it's a good situation and I was like okay but then I had to get to a point where I was like no I know that I deserve more I've been in that position a few times as well and for me it always like looking back it always like stemmed from like I think this is all I'm worth like I'm fat so I should count myself lucky that this person wants to be with Mm -hmm. me whether that's like physically or emotionally or anything so yeah, it's a shitty mindset to be in, that's for sure. It's shitty for yourself because it mm-hmm. just drags yourself down into those self-deprecating, can I speak, 
thoughts and it drives home that narrative that you need to change your body yeah it, it absolutely like you need to change your body and then also like I don't know I just feel like you're more prone to get into toxic relationships because oh, you think yeah. that that's all you're worth you think that you should count yourself lucky that someone wants to be with you mm-hmm. and if that person's a horrible person they you don't think it. you're worth anything better yeah and that doesn't just go for that doesn't just go for like romantic relationship that goes for friendships family everything totally and it literally it like you said it can lead to especially when they test the waters. If they're a shit person, they're going to test the waters to see what you... Every every relationship in general, actually, people test waters, test boundaries, just like kids do. To see what you'll to tolerate. To see what you'll tolerate. And when someone is a really shit person and they do have fat phobic thoughts, it can be that they love you. Don't get me wrong. Like, they can love you to your core, but it's then how they treat you about your body to others, but also when it's a situation like... For example, the big girl grab that we had that other time where he said, you shouldn't come to this event. No one's going to be there that looks like you. Someone can love you, but also be extremely fat phobic. And then that turns into hatred towards you. And it's, it's this weird complex. And you have to kind of just say, well, I'm not going to tolerate this for myself. I can do better. And I know that's a really hard concept to remind yourself of, especially if you don't love yourself. But I promise you, there is someone out there that will love you for exactly as you are. No body changes, no size, nothing. Like no restrictions on you, no comments on your food. No conditions. No conditions. Yeah. Finds you sexually attractive, wants to rip your clothes off. And I know it can feel like I'm lying to you and really, really scary. And you're like, yeah, that's just your story though. No. No. I can tell you for a fact, there is so many amazing men, both friends that I have, but also like, you know, partner and all the things that have just never once made my body a topic Mm -hmm. other than when I've raised them to discuss, you know, and that is actually, I think more common than we know. I just think the problem again, that I personally find with men and, and fat phobia and the whole narrative is that the men that don't align with fat phobic thoughts don't often speak on it and that could be that maybe they're doing it in private conversations when it's necessary and it's not something that they're shouting from the rooftops but like I wouldn't mind a bit of shouting from the rooftops yeah, I mean, <laughs> we need some yeah we need some <laughs> like external Voca- what's the word like um, what's vocalizing word? yeah like I really would like to see that projected more on socials but in saying that just because you're not seeing it on socials or just because it's not something that's part of the media narrative and all the things doesn't mean that it doesn't exist yeah like Elliot's the most calm natured quiet person only had a profile because I asked him to you know and to be fair I didn't con him into doing it by the way let's let's not take that out of context (laughs) um but it's men like that that have awesome morals like aligns beautifully to what mine aligns with but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have met him Mm -hmm. and I didn't have that perception of men until I met him Yeah. yeah I see that's the thing like with Jake and I it's very similar but it's taken a little bit for me to wholeheartedly like believe and we're in like year five of our relationship now so this is a long like quite a yeah oh my god I thought it was three for some reason no we're coming up on five this year I don't know it just it took so long for me to believe that just because like the amount of times I'd been hurt 
from myself, like thinking those thoughts and believing I was worth nothing and other people confirming that from time to time, it was incredibly difficult to believe that someone didn't think that way. Totally. And like, yeah, even now, like when the, when anybody gives me a compliment, my immediate reaction is "Mm, you're lying. You're joking. Mm -hmm. That's a joke. You're going to go laugh with your friends about it. Um, so yeah, it took me quite a while to like believe him when he loved, like said, he loved me no matter what Mm -hmm. with no conditions. Yeah. And I mean, we're there now we're in year five. It feels like a fucking lifetime, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I literally, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think a lot of women feel that way, which is really, really sad. And again, I think it's honed home from media and certain things that we've we hear like a good one that I not a good one but a good example of one that I've heard is back when I was single um maybe it wasn't when I was single but it was it was a while ago a very very long time ago someone made a comment in passing of like oh how can she get a partner and she was like plus size and I'm still single you know that's one of the ones that kills me because I'm just like because you're not because she's not a shit person and you fucking are like just the ammunition behind that one simple sentence you can tell so much from somebody it's the exact same with you're not fat you're beautiful Mm. all these silly sayings that people say you can just tell how ingrained it is yeah in them totally to hate fat people and so you said it took a while for you guys to get comfortable with one another oh sorry you to get comfortable sorry Mm -hmm. with him um how long did that take for you to get sexually open and explore showing your body for the first time naked? Um, it was pretty quick. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, well, yeah, I think what I was, what I'm talking about is just like the mental side of believing him when he said it, mm. but like the physical side, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we waited. Well, it's not going to sound like a long time at all, but I'm pretty sure we waited a good couple of weeks, maybe like two, three weeks before mm-hmm. we were like intimate with each other. Um, and that's not something that I had practiced mm-hmm. with previous like sexual partners. Um, like and sex- I, sexual acts in general yeah, or yeah. just getting naked? Oh, both. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this time with Jake, you know, when we first started dating, I... Because there was something special, special there. Like mm-hmm. I knew, like I knew that there was something different about him. So I really wanted to make sure that it was like mm-hmm. legit, you know? Yeah. You know? I think it, when you know, you know, and you feel safe, like you instantly, especially because of all the trauma and because of all of the red flags that we see mm-hmm. in fat phobia and all the things, it's very obvious when someone is fully supporting you because there's no mention of your body. There's no like just no awkwardness like you can just pick up on it you know if you know um which is corny to say but it is true yeah and I think for me likewise it didn't take long for me to get sexually active with Elle I mean god we always cringe and look back on it now it's very ironic but back in the day I was the most sexual being like I can't put it I don't know why I thought you were about to say sexual beast but you know (laughs) I mean that too (laughs) I just could not keep it in my pants. So one of the first messages, this is so, but again, I think that to be honest, like now that I think about this in this conversation, 
I think it was a projection of my insecurity and wanting to seem appealing, especially after what I'd just been told by this other guy that I dated was that you're only good for sex. Right. That's the narrative that I had honed home to me as a fat woman. Yeah. So the first thing that I would often do when dating a new person is say to them first up, I love sex. <laughs> like, <laughs> I sounds, love sex, so you'll love me. Yeah, like I know how to slay the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was very much like... I had to sell myself from the very first get-go. I couldn't rely on... what can I offer? What do they want and what can I offer? What can I give them? Yeah, like I couldn't rely on my body to do the talking and I couldn't rely... Well, what I thought I couldn't rely, that's not true and don't believe that, but what I thought I couldn't rely on my body to do enough to attract a man, I had to attract them sexually and say like, oh, you know come to my bedroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me show you what it's, you know. Oh, so toxic. Like it literally leads to like putting myself in the same situation of friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. It was only because Elliot actually like persisted me. I was ready to like be done with friends. You know, I was ready to have the, <laughs> the interaction and be done. Yeah. But to be honest, because we were in that friend zone when we first, first started dating, mm-hmm. I wasn't sexually there. I wasn't like, oh yeah, like give it to me, you know. But even though in the messages we were there, like mm-hmm. we were there and then you meet up with them and you go, mm, yeah, just friends vibes. We'll see. Yeah, friends vibes. Yeah. And it just eventually got to that place. But it would probably be about a month and a half before we were sexually active. But again, okay. I think that's because of my reluctancy yeah. to being more than friends. Because mm-hmm. he was just, like, you've got to imagine 2012 Elliot. Like, Aww. he was just this little little nerd. Like, imagine McLovin. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah, McLovin <laughs> vibes. Um, and then you've got to imagine like the Scorpio sexual Katie <laughs> in her prime. Just like dominating. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so you can imagine McLovin mixed with that. He's like, oh, drooling. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so, As he should. Yeah. Thank and so you. he was full force. And I was like, yeah, friends vibes. <laughs> Take your ID back to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> no, we eventually moved past it. Like I said, once we had that connection them with our hands touch yeah but before that it was very much like i have to sell you on liking me and now i get to choose if i like you oh well you there know? you go so but it's fun it's really fucked up when you think about well, it like yeah. you, i should have had that choice mentally from the very beginning but i didn't allow myself that you know all right i think it's time that we get into some crazy details <laughs> Go that next level of TMI because, you know, if you've listened this far, you deserve it. Ah, It'll be on the internet sooner or later, you know. Yeah. So I want to hear your juiciest, craziest story as a fat woman having sex. Like your your craziest sex. And it could be positive or negative, whichever you want to (laughs) go. She's laughing. It could be positive or negative. I want to hear a slay the day (laughs) sex moment story for you. Where you've just owned being fat in a sex moment. Oh my God. Okay. This is going to be good, guys. Okay. So instantly comes to mind. Okay. Not that long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Probably within the last like two months, okay. two and a half months. Oh, this wow. Is this recent? It's very recent. <laughs> I cannot believe that this is going to be on the internet for the rest of my life. I feel like you've said that in every episode since. <laughs> You're like, I can't be cancelled. <laughs> I can, you know what? I can be cancelled for this. This like, is probably a valid thing to be cancelled. Don't for. tell the chemist. <laughs> um, right. Let's just let's just get into the juicy. Oh, so 
Jake and I, sorry, Jake. <laughs> who, else would, who else would I be having sex with? Jake and I were having sex one day and uh, we were in the doggy position as we most often are. Really? Is that your favorite position? Well, not maybe not my favorite, but it's it's the one that gets the job done. For you? No. Oh. For Jake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh. Yeah. And um, it was good. It was, you know, things were heating up. We were, mm-hmm. you know, having a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just her face. I can't take it seriously. Fuck. <laughs> She's like having the realisation this is coming out of the mouth. Well, more, <laughs> more things than one. Okay. Um, it got to a certain point where it was quite heated and you know aggressive sounds were being made and and things like that and then all of a sudden I just feel like this little thing in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) was it his penis okay so you know the size penis at this point (laughs) we can eliminate that from the list of little things have to imagine the positioning of us both. Oh, I'm imagining. <laughs> We've Jake's... got big thrusts, something little in the mouth. <laughs> Let's keep this going. Jake's obviously behind me and I'm looking at the wall, so okay. it's not him. So oh. <laughs> all, this, all of a sudden I just feel like this little thing in my mouth and at first I thought, oh, it must just be like, I don't know, a little thing of food <laughs> that got stuck. Oh, like something. a piece of food in your teeth? Yeah, like just like a little piece of food that got dislodged from my teeth or something. But it wasn't and that? I, I spit it out and it's 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 probably the size of like a pinhead, like a little ball, like nothing too too major. Oh my God, is it one of the tonsil stones? I looked at it. <gasps> it was a little yellowy. Oh! <laughs> I realized in that moment. Wait, were you still having sex? Yes. <laughs> though I did after because in the moment I was like what is this and then I like realized because what do you what is the thought process in this moment I didn't I didn't know what it was immediately and then because I'd never actually had tonsil stones before like I'd never seen one in person ever but weirdly literally days before I was like looking because a video popped up on my for you page about it and then I actually talked to a friend about it, How being like, that? oh my God, apparently everyone with tonsils gets tonsil stones, left it at that. And then a few <laughs> days later, this motherfucker pops out of my mouth into my hand. And then I realize it's a tonsil stone. What? Wait, 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 wait. Why was your hand in front of your mouth? I was on, I was on like my... I like spat it into my hand. Oh, so it was okay. Yeah. But it went shooting into your mouth. And then I was like, something's there. And then I like popped it out onto my hand. And I was like, that might very well be a tonsil stone. Oh, so what was the process after this? You just hold this until he comes. And then you're like, let's explore that. (laughs) Oh my God. I did have a whiff. Because I needed to know. They stink. They absolutely smell like actual feces. Yeah. Worse disgusting than I would question disgusting and then <laughs> there's more if it wasn't already bad if it wasn't already bad it gets worse the next time we have sex a couple days later it happens again what another tonsil stone a bigger one pops out 
Okay, you've got to deal with your tonsil stones. I did. Okay, good. Well, you can't really deal with you them. You can. You pop them out. You get. You go a little bit in there. Well, I, we we did do that, and then we gave ourselves sore throats because oh. Jake wanted to see and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, so that happened. That was the second time. Oh my god. And I'm like, what have I awakened in my throat where this <laughs> hole of tonsil stones is just popping out left, right, and centre? Oh. That must have been the vibrations in my <laughs> throat. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh. Just like, just like the, I'm not actually going to, I'm not going to do it. That's not going oh, on the internet. Geez. But just the vibrations. The Certain, wobble. Yeah. And then that wasn't even the only two times. Oh, wow. A couple times later, a tiny little one pops out again. I'm like, you have got to be fucking joking it's me. Your new, it's your new little trick. Your new so, little sex trick. Since <laughs> you want to see my trick? <laughs> Bang me. <laughs> thrust from behind so since then i've been to daiso and i bought a few little like ear cleaning tools that i mm-hmm. never have been in my ears but they are used to like fish out any tonsil stones and i haven't checked my throat in a while so i might do that when i get home mm, good reminder maybe that's not directly related to being plus size i mean the wobble probably added to it yeah like, like the, the force. vibration the, and the force yeah the force mm-hmm. um wow what about you we need to be on the same level here. Give me something. I mean, I haven't had any crazy... Haven't had any tonsil stones. <laughs> yeah, I've, ha- I've had loads of tonsil stones. Really? Yeah, my tonsils are quite effed now. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm forever... Fishing them out. them out. Yeah. yeah. Bit gross. <laughs> Bit TMI. <laughs> um, no, I think the only crazy sexual experience that I've had is just a penis that was too large, but it right. wasn't really related to being fat. No. Penis is too fat. The, the penis was too large mm. and he was very sweet, wasn't vibing forever, forever, you know, long mm-hmm. game. But I was also, I had needs, your girl had needs. We were vibing each other and we got it to the bedroom, tried to pr- progress the sexual experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, couldn't get it in. Wow. Yeah, just sort of. Bobbed on top <laughs> for a little bit. Bop, 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 to the top. Which, as you can imagine, lack of thigh strength at that stage yeah. of my life. Yeah, how long did that last? Oh, five seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, look, I don't see him being my forever guy. I don't connect with him on a personal level. Mm-hmm. We're clearly not connecting on a vaginal level. So there comes a point that I have to say, see ya. Mm-hmm. And I said to him... Oh, I think things are over. And I kind of got click, like, um, what's the word when someone's really like into you? I got really Stage like. Stage five clinger. Yeah, like clinger vibes. Anyway, he messaged me back when I said, like, I'm no longer interested. He's like, he had the audacity to say, but can we at least stay friends with benefits? <laughs> I'm like, what, what benefit? benefit? Yeah, for each of us. Wow. There is no benefit yeah. beyond you. Get With the wanky? Nah. Mm. Anyway, no that way. was my that's only my tragic sexual story, which is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, other than just being rejected, <laughs> you know, in terms of relationship, like I said to you, right. with the guys being fatphobic. But yeah. other than that, there's been no like experience beyond that for yeah. me. Sorry to not live up to your <laughs> horrific fine. tale of that's the That's fine. Of the um what you call it? Tonsil stone. stone. I mean, I don't expect you to, you know, mm. have had the same experience, but um, would be nice. Would be nice. Let me know if anyone's. <laughs> Please. 
please tell me that this is <laughs> the big not girl my <laughs> please tell me this is not my unique experience in life i mean i've had tonsils Surely. come out just not drinking no i need someone else to have had, had this happen to them okay <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. What an in-depth look into our sex lives. Once again, I don't know where we went or where we came no, came to. But, it might um, not have been relevant to fat <laughs> at all, being fat. I feel like, though, I've been extremely blessed and lucky to not have traumatic experiences in sex life, which, you know, very grateful for. But I think that a lot of women, and please, like we said, send through your submissions, any gripes, any experiences, any hacks, any sexual positions um, from your experience as a fat woman having sex because it's something that we don't talk about as a community. Sex sex with fat women is usually fetishized. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that we just spoke about it just from our experience though and not the entire time about because we're fat. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like – it's kind of cool that it's just two fat people talking about sex yeah. rather than two fat people talking about fat sex. Being fat yeah. and having sex. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that TMI moment. And yeah, we will see you next time for another uncomfy chat. Goodbye. That was weird. That was weird. Oh, well.